For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of work. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. Almost. Hello, everybody. I cannot believe it's Friday. It's my Friday wrap-up show. And it seems like it was just yesterday that I sat down and I said, I can't believe that another year is wrapping up. I was at Party City just a couple of days ago getting balloons for my New Year's Eve party. And I said to my husband, Danny, it seems like we just did this. And they get faster and faster and faster. And this has been an amazing year for me. You know, it's funny. Part of me feels I'm no further along now than I was a year ago. But then I was talking to a friend the other day and they put things in perspective for me. They said, you have made some incredible strides this year. I've met some incredible people. Thank you all, those of you who show up day after day after day or week after week after week and that you were there for me and those uh who have been on the show we've got a few of you who are returning today uh you have kept me up and afloat this year and we have a few new people uh as well uh my dear friend sherry callahan i will say this sherry you truly have been one of the highlights of this year so I want to thank you. We have not physically met. Uh, I will say this. Uh, I am hoping, I am planning, I am committing to going to South Carolina, uh, my home state, in April. It's been a while. I am really making that a commitment. Uh, and Sherry, you and I are going to meet. We're going to have dinner. We're going to have a great time. And we're going to give each other a hug that's not virtual. I asked Sherry to pick a number before we went live. So everybody, I hope you're ready to go on. Like, let's make a deal. You don't know who I'm going to pick, uh, but she picked number three. And I know why she picked number three, because today in numberology, as my dear friend Kassira says, uh, is a three day. And who better to come on on a three day than, than someone who is here for the first time. But my hope is that this is a teaser uh, and that he will come back and do a full show with me because he is a well-respected uh, director and producer, and he does so much in this business. And he, this year, directed truly one of my favorite people on the planet, Carolee Carmelo in Sweeney Todd. Uh, congratulations, because the reviews have been phenomenal. And Thank I want to ask you beyond that, uh, and I'll bring up the details on that in a moment. But beyond that, who or what are you celebrating today? I am celebrating, I guess, getting through another year. And um, I've been bucket listing this year. And one of my bucket list things was going to Greece. And some friends helped me set up that trip. So I've been listing the things, you know, that I've always put aside or wanted to do. So I'm celebrating that this year. So I have to ask you, what was your favorite part of Greece? Oh, I had many favorite parts. Um, Athens, just for all the history. Um, Mykonos, not for the party, but for the places I could go and visit from there. And I did a <laughs> photography tour. But I think my very favorite was the end of the trip, an, an island called Sifnos, where there was nothing to do but eat good food and lay on a chair by the beach. And I went, wow, this is heaven. I'm, I'm going to be Shirley Valentine and move here. Oh and I made, it, I made it to Shirley Valentine Beach. So there, there's Great. Well, I have to tell you this. This uh, is from Santorini. Uh, my husband and I went on a Greek cruise a few years ago, and it was truly one. Everybody out there, if you can go to Greece, it, it, it's a trip of a lifetime. <laughs> you have to do it. So I'm glad that that was a bucket list item. So what's on your bucket list for 2023? Let's see. Um, grew up in New York City, so getting my driver's license. <laughs> Um, and I want to find, you know, part of it business-wise is getting some things that I've written produced. I have a, a film that's going to hit the, the circuit uh, this year. It's a movie musical 
Uh, it's a little dark. It's called What's Left. It's about what happens when the most influential teacher at a, at a high school passes away just as the kids are about to graduate. Um, New York Film Academy commissioned and produced it, and I worked on it with two uh, astounding uh, collaborators, Aisu Larti, who's an amazing uh, composer, and Morgan Smart, who's an amazing book writer. And it went places we didn't expect to go. So my bucket list on that is that we get that to all the festivals we can and get it, get a release out there. And um, more beachy places, please. <laughs> yes. Well, I see it happening. I mean, first of all, how many times have I reached out to you to be on this show this year? Many, many, and and <laughs> un unlucky for us, but luckily, um, it's it's been a busy year working. You know, I just got back from Nashville and um, directing country star Mickey Guyton in the in the Christmas show for Nashville Symphonies. So, sort of week to week, you've been in touch. I'm so grateful. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm leaving town, or oh my God, I'm in this. What I'm glad this worked out today. I really am grateful. Well, I'm so glad. A new curtains, uh, magenta is the official color of 2023. Is it uh, stunning? Uh, picked, uh, so these are new curtains that I just put up today. Uh, my husband put them up, so I should give him credit for that. Do you have little Christmas lights behind them? Yes, little uh, lights behind it. Uh, but uh, magenta is the official color of 2023. Uh, so I wanted to get those up. Now, one of the things that I do on the Friday wrap-up show, I know that you haven't seen them because you are always busy on Fridays. But we do a, a mystery question. So you get to pull your mystery question number <laughs> one through five. Okay. Uh, do I have to I pick a number? You pick a number one through five. Four. And your mystery question. I haven't even looked at it. Oh, God. And the question is, um, I give myself space to grow and learn. Okay. So finish that statement for 2023. I give myself space to grow and learn. In what area of your life? Um, well, I'm always researching for business and for me because I'm, I'm a big, big research geek. But I think for 2023, it's more about self-care and exploring nature and just getting out into the world around me rather than being in here as much. Good for you. Good for you. Now you get to bring on our next guest. And oh, okay. uh, one through four. Oh, uh, one through four, uh, two. And uh, also, it's her first time on the show. Oh. And I'm excited. I mean, she has had also a very good year. Uh, she is the queen of Spotify right now. Her that music is, is playing everywhere. She knows who she is. Lindsay Holloway, I am so <laughs> glad that you're on the show today. Uh, Me have too. Have Stephen ever met? I don't know. Uh, you look so familiar. I think I, I may have auditioned for you. Oh, well, yeah, you look very familiar. It's good to see totally. you. Totally. Well, nice to meet great. you. Good to meet you. So, Lindsay, as I said, you, I mean, you've had a great year with your music and everything. So beyond that, and I'm going to bring your information up while you tell us who or what are you celebrating today? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, Oh man, and a really broad question. Uh, I don't, you know, I feel like, I feel like I try to um, uh, this is going to be kind of general, so my apologies, That's but okay. I feel like I try to just celebrate the little things sometimes and like, um, uh, I don't know, it, it really, the, the older I get, the more that I I discover that that it really is kind of about the little things in life. I don't know. You can um, uh, like I went to the the park the other day and I was just watching the birds. I you know I, and I got lost in that and I I don't know. Um, it uh, it was just it was a beautiful uh, yeah moment and then I came to and it's like oh yeah but I have things to do today so I don't know it's. Uh, yeah, I, again, I I think that's kind of general, but I guess just like the little things, and I I hope to do I guess more of that in in the coming year. Well, I think it's very important. You know, it's very interesting because I was reading an article recently about uh, about life and and death actually, and not to be morbid or anything because it's not morbid, but mm -hmm. one thing that we all have in common, and this is a spoiler alert, everyone. We're all gonna die. 
<laughs> uh, it's all gonna happen at some point in our lives. We don't know when, where, and how, and uh, but it's gonna happen. And it's the process begins from the moment we come through the birth canal. Uh, that process begins. So everything that happens in our lives is moment to moment to moment. And it's very important that we celebrate those moments. And I went to a concert the other night and one of my favorite singers on the planet made a surprise appearance. And that was Mark Kudish. And he came out and he sang, but before he sang, he did this talk about these moments that we have going through life. And I had just read that article earlier that day and it was like solidifying. And as we go into the next year, I hope that everybody, and if you just take the moment each day to say, today is about those moments, those birds, you know, going in the park, doing those things. I think it's important that we all take the time to do so. And it's very, very important. So Lindsay, as you go into the new year, what is something that you're truly looking forward to, whether it be in your personal life or in your career? Um... Oh, that's a good question. That's, these are great questions. Um, I uh, honestly, I, again, this is extremely broad and general, so please forgive the lack of specificity. But um, I think just the idea of the unknown, maybe. I, I heard a I heard a great quote, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna get it right. Um, but it was something to the effect of the unknown is where all possibilities lie. And if you, if you enter into that, then it's, that's where, oh, again, I'm not going to get it right. But um, that's where, you know, all of the possibilities are. And uh, just, uh, I guess, you know, um, whatever, whatever is in store, I, uh, I don't know. I just I hope to um, retain a sense of uh, excitement just about about life in general and what's what's to come and um, whatever that may be. <laughs> so. well, speaking of the unknown, you have a mystery question one through four. Uh, one. <laughs> and your question is. Uh, what's something that you uh, what's something that you did as a child that your parents still retell the story about? Oh man, um, both both my parents are are passed on, okay. but something. So let's let's celebrate them. No, absolutely, but something that my mother would tell a lot. This. Uh, <laughs> It always it makes me chuckle because um, I could hear myself doing this. She would talk about uh, she had a list of words um, that I would pronounce like incorrectly when I was little, when I was still learning the words. And um, she would uh, she would tell people like at any point in my adolescent or adult life, she would say, well, you know, she used to call pecans, secans, and she used to call hash browns, hash browns. And uh, it was just, I don't know, there was a way that she told it. It was, it was really sweet and cute. And it, it's a happy memory for me. So, yeah. God bless her. What are your parents' names? Um, Julie and uh, Alan. Well, I raise a glass to Julie and Alan. So happy new year to them. So, because I always think of them as being in the next room. So that's oh. where they are. Yes. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank you. So you get to bring on our next guest. Uh, one, two, or three? Uh, three. Okay. I am very excited about this gentleman. He has been on the show, and I have also had the luxury of being on his show. Um, he has an incredible website. I want everyone to check this man out. He has a site. I'm going to bring this on, and it's a lot to digest, but it's all there. I'm going to bring this on and and then take this off here a little bit. Excuse me, Lindsay. So, um, but it's called uh, Gay Barchives. And he has been uh, doing these archives about the gay bar scene 
And I think that he has covered uh, 48 states and the history of the bars. And he had me on his show a few weeks ago. Uh, hello, Art. Welcome back to the show. And hello. Uh, Art, has our episode aired yet? No, it hasn't. It's being edited right now. There's a lot to edit, I'm sure. <laughs> so um, it's an incredible, <coughs> getting choked up. It's an incredible website, Art. Uh, so thank you for all the work that you're doing. Uh, but beyond that, who or what are you celebrating today? Um, well, today I'm kind of celebrating um, a few friends that have been a part of my life for a long time. I have uh, tomorrow night. We're going out to celebrate New Year's, of course. And um, one friend in particular has been uh, part of my life for, geez, over 30 years. Um, and over the last couple of years, we reconnected a little bit more intently. And I'm um, looking forward to seeing him tomorrow for dinner and then going out and partying on the town and remembering some of the other friends that we've you know, been able to party with in the past because New Year's has always been a time where you're surrounded by friends and family and what better time to remember them but every New Year's. I agree. Um, tell everyone about your site and how you got started with this. So the website is called gaybarchives.com and what the website is is an archive of gay bars that existed mostly in the U.S., but some from international locations as well, um, many of which are gone. So I went and dug in and researched old newspapers, magazines, all kinds of information to dig up the names and information of several thousand gay bars that no longer exist in the country. And I paid particular attention to tracking down their logos so I could digitally recreate them because most of them exist only on crappy photographs from 1968 of a matchbook cover that was well-worn um, and laying around somebody's junk drawer. So I've gone and digitally recreated over 2,500 of those logos. But the part that Richard was involved with, um, a couple years ago I started doing uh, video interviews of people telling their stories about their memories from the, their favorite gay bars of the past. And Richard, uh, when his episode airs, probably next week, uh, you'll get to see what we talk about. But basically, he embraces the concept of all of the piano bars in the West Village um, back in the 80s and 90s. And so this way, everybody can learn a little bit about you know, what gay bars existed where. Um, I've, I think, now done 116 video interviews, all about an hour long, uh, and they're all posted on my, on my website. And um, I've got quite a, few, quite a few more coming as well. Uh, Natasha Lombardi, who's watching, uh, wants to know if you've um, uh, covered a lot of the Connecticut bars. I do have a number of Connecticut bars in the collection. I don't know off the top of my head which ones are there. Um, but I know every state, as you mentioned, um, I've documented gay bars in 48 or 49 states, depending on how you want to count it. Um, so I have never, ever found anyone who even suggested that there was ever a gay bar in Wyoming. People who lived there, people who were born there, Bob Dameron's guides, anything I could come up with to do research, never found a gay bar physically in Wyoming. So that one state is definitely absent. The other state that's missing is uh, North Dakota. Now, there are several bars that are listed as Fargo, North Dakota gay bars. There's two or three of them. But oddly, they're all across the state line. None of them are actually in Fargo. They're in metropolitan Fargo in Minnesota or whatever state borders to the west. So 
I have yet to find one that was physically located with a North Dakota uh, zip code. Well, you and Natasha should definitely connect with each other because Natasha worked as a DJ in several of the gay bars in Connecticut. So I'm sure that you would love to hear absolutely stories that she has to tell as well. So I'm going to let you pick your question one through three. Oh man! Well, Stephen picked three. No, and Lindsay picked one. So I guess I have to take two. Okay, and your question is, what's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you during a date? <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of gay bars. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's been a few. Um, probably the, the most publicly embarrassing uh, situation was once when I was in um, Chicago at a gay bar, which happened to be a piano bar uh, called Gentry's. And I was there with a couple of friends and one of them I was dating. And the piano player had a routine where he would ask questions of the audience to interact and get to know the crowd. And so his question uh, that particular night was, what was the, the the strangest, most unusual, whatever, place that you've ever had sex. <laughs> and so, so he goes around table by table and asks each person. He gets to my table and asks the other three people sitting at the table with me. And then he comes to me and he said, well, what is your strangest experience in that in that realm and i said well those three just took three of my best stories so i'm not exactly sure what i should say because they all had been people i had dated at one point so i was kind of outed right there good for you uh, it was fun though that's great so you get to bring on our next guest and both of these guests have been on the show before and they are both incredible authors so I'm very excited because, and I'll tell you about uh, a very special month that's coming up for me. So you get to pull either uh, door number one or door number two. Can I say curtain number two? Curtain number two, you can say it. Lon Davis has been on this show. Uh, he was on the show, uh, he's been on the show a couple of times. Uh, he co-wrote a book uh, about the Rat Pack. He also, with his wife, has written a book um, about Ma and Pa Kettle on film. He's written several books, um, all on uh, the film industry. Uh, and uh, a few weeks ago, we celebrated, um, uh, you know, a, a book event. And next month is National Book Blitz Month. So all next month, all of our shows, every single show, Throughout the month of January, I will be celebrating authors and books. So I reached out to two of my favorite authors to ask them to come and do the show today. Um, they were not available, so I reached out. No, I'm joking. Uh, no, so I asked Lon. <laughs> so I asked um, both Lon and our next guest to come on. Lon, you know, what I love about Lon is not only has Lon been on the show, but we have had some very deep conversations outside of the spotlight. And so, Lon, I, I want to say that you have been truly one of the highlights of my year. So thank you uh, for adding so much to my life. Thank you, Richard. And I'm going to ask you, you and your wife, Deborah, Bless you. who or what are you celebrating? Well, always, of course, bicarbonate and soda day. Um, that's a huge thing it has, but anyway, a little sarcastic. No, I um, we're celebrating life as always. Deb and I have been getting, coming up will be 45 years um, since we met. And that's always something we met on Valentine's Day in 1978. And uh, I'd like to say we were in nursery school but we were actually in college at the time. And uh, it uh, that has worked out for me. Well. 
So um, you two have written several books together. Um, are you currently working on something? Dark. Um, right now we're mulling over a few things. I'm actually taking kind of a break from okay. uh, writing books. I've been doing it uh, either writing or editing books continually since, oh, I guess uh, 2000 or so. And I thought it's time just to, you know, try something different for a while. You know, anything needs a break. And reason, I've also edited a lot of books. And I'm in December, it seems. So this is the first December in memory that um, we're actually not doing any work of any kind. We you ourselves know, asleep, you know, kind of hibernating. It's probably yes, I mean, there's a, a bit of a delay there, but out of all the books that you've written, is there a particular favorite of yours? And if so, why? Yes. Well, uh, the, when we met, my wife and I, uh, we, we started working together on a biography of the silent film of Francis X. Bushman. And it was during the research and the writing of the book that we fell in love and eventually got married. And so I think that's, it's also we're his authorized biographer, not that people were necessarily fighting us for that title, but uh, we worked with his widow and several, we also interviewed various co-stars who knew worked with them, were related to him. I don't know if any of our, I, I, are, is anybody else on the panel familiar with Francis X. Bushman? No. Do you uh, that is? The uh, silent movie actor. No? And no. I will say to everybody, uh, TCM has yeah. an incredible documentary based on, you worked on the documentary and it's based on your book. Yes, it's. Uh, I'm, we co-wrote the script and I directed it, and it it has been on TCM. It will be off and on for the next five years, and awesome. uh, I'm very happy about that because he was so huge during the silent era. You may remember that he was in the uh, big silent epic Ben Hur in 1925, and uh, he's best known for that. Although he made hundreds of other films. And he was a fascinating, colorful character, and he's very special to Deb and me because of the uh, because of the circumstances under which we and uh, established our lives together. So every year um, on their on their anniversary, uh, they go out and have a chariot race, which is an incredible way to celebrate their anniversary. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I let her win. Yes. yes. So um, I'm going to let you pick a number, one or two. And it's, uh, it's your mystery question. Oh, uh, one or two. God, this you, you drive a hard bargain, I must say. Uh, let's go with uh, number one. Okay, and your question is, um, well, it's a statement. I am in charge of how I feel, and today I choose happiness. Um, I truly do believe that everybody is responsible uh, for how uh, the energy that they put out into the world. Are you generally a happy person? Now? Yes, thanks to Zoloft, I'm a very happy person. I, um, you know, uh, I suffer from depression like millions of people, <laughs> and it takes the edge off beautifully and makes me functional in the world. I haven't killed anybody in four years, and uh, so I have a great deal of um, affection for the drug and uh, for my life in general. Well, as long as you're happy, I'm happy as well. And I'll tell you somebody else who keeps me happy. And that is our next guest, and that's Deborah Warren. I'm going to bring her on. She's been waiting patiently in the wings. And she has this incredible book celebrating Robert Preston, Forever the Music Man. 
And uh, sorry, Hugh Jackman, whatever, the music man. And she painstakingly has put this incredible life story into this incredible book. She's been here a couple of times. Deborah, I am so glad you're here. Uh, happy holidays. And who or what are you celebrating today besides that incredible bacon recipe that you sent me that I can't wait to try out? Uh, I'm looking forward to the new year, uh, 2023, and hoping um, that it will be positive on a lot of uh, areas, whether it's just not only for me, but for everybody in general, whether it's health, happiness, um, professional success, whatever. So I'm really looking forward to the next year and hoping that uh, it brings everybody a lot of health and happiness. Now, uh, what is, I, and I know that you sent me information that you're going to be appearing on Adriana Spills, The Ink. Yes. Um, that's coming up next for you. Um, how has your life changed since this book came out? Well, at the time, actually, at the time um, the book came out, which was in August, it was right around the time my mother passed away. So it was kind of a bittersweet time for me because I had this book that was being launched and um, all this activity. And then I was, you know, having to go through the whole process of burying my mother and then um, which I'm still going through all the, you know, paperwork and get, you know, sorting through um, personal items, et cetera, et cetera. So um, it was kind of a bittersweet um, time for me. Um, and so I'm hoping, uh, I mean, it's, that's something you never quite get over. It's something that you learn to live with and you move on with your life. But I'm hoping in that vein that 2023 um, brings a little bit more peace, contentment, and positivity um, as we move forward uh, in the new year. You know, it's it's crazy when those things happen. I mean, obviously, you don't plan for those things, and they always seem to happen uh, just on the precipice. When my father passed away, um, I had just been booked to do a major show in Windsor, Ontario, and uh, I was packing to go and do the show when I got the call, and I had to go down to South Carolina for his funeral, uh, and I just literally had enough time to go down for the funeral and then come back and go and open this major show. And it, it, it's it, it's like, it, it just, it's almost like the, the joke that they're playing on us, although it's not so funny at the time that it's happening. Uh, it, just, uh, it just tells us that uh, life is just full of surprises. Yes, and the old adage of, you know, they say when one door closes, another door opens uh, proverbially, it's almost like, you know, you may have a tragedy and then you have um, joy. So that's just the cycle of life. You know, you there's good things and bad things and you have to kind of roll with the punches and take things as they come. Yes. Now, is there anything that you're currently working on that you want to tell us about? Um, I'm not working on... Uh, anything written at the moment that's probably something I'll um, reassess in the early months of um, 2023. But what I'm really looking forward to in the new year, I, I love to garden. Um, so I'm, I'm just waiting for the weather, um, you know, come April, come May, um, so I can be able to be outside and plant and um, be out in nature and all the sunshine. And uh, I'm living, I live in the Midwest, so it's the weather is similar to the Northeast. So, um, you know, I have to kind of wait for spring to be able to do that. Unfortunately, uh, fortunately, some of the people that live um, in the southern states or out west are able to do that year round, I, you know, uh, because of where I live, I can't. So I'm really looking forward to um, being able to connect with nature. Um, and uh, get out in the garden uh, this uh, spring and this summer. Okay. Now there's one question left, so it's yours. Okay. And the question is, um, and I uh, I love this, and again, it's a positivity, it's a statement, so you can run with it. I have the power to create change. Do you believe that? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, life is all about uh, the lens through which you look at it. 
Um, and some people, you know, the old adage of a glass half full or a glass half empty. Um, and I think that we have to realize that we are the instrument of our own change, even if we can't change necessarily the physical circumstances that we may find ourselves in, we have control over the way that we react to it. And so um, in that way, we can orchestrate change in our own lives just by changing our approach to things and our thinking to things. I happen to be a um, mental health professional, a therapist kind of on the side. So that's something um, that I've worked with people with forever is, is just to be able to motivate them to be able to look at their lives differently or kind of rewire their brains a little bit differently to be able to realize that as hopeless as some things may seem sometimes, you do have the, uh, you do have the power as to how you will react and, um, uh, you know, think about certain things that are going on in your life. And, and in that way, um, you can make change in your own self and in your, in your own situation. Absolutely. Now, the word that I chose today as the word of the day is sportsmanship. And I found this incredible quote. It's good sportsmanship to not pick up lost golf balls while they are still rolling. <laughs> Frame yeah. Mark Twain. So as, as our wrap-up for the day, for the year, uh, I've got some questions that I'm going to randomly ask each of you. And Stephen, I'm going to start with you. And, uh, you know, this has been a very interesting year uh, as far as social media is concerned. Uh, I've, I personally am taking a hiatus, as you know, uh, mm -hmm. from Facebook. Um, and I did leave Twitter. Uh, Elon Musk, you know, are you a Twitter person, first of all? Uh, yes, but TBA on okay. that. TBA. Yeah. Okay. And the question is, um, with, uh, with uh, Twitter... Are there favorite Twitter threads uh, that you have either read or written this year? Um, I'm obsessed with Linda Carter's Twitter thread because she's <laughs> more than anything that my three-year-old self could have you know, imagined in terms of fighting for our rights and her rise sense of humor. And if you haven't seen it yet, she did um, something about getting outside and feeling the grass and getting away from your social media. And it's a sort of a duet Twitter with Dionne Warwick. So yes, <laughs> someone I turn to for positivity and just cause she's her. <laughs> well, Linda Carter, you can't go wrong with her. Um, uh, Lindsay Holloway, um, are there any online courses that you took this year um, that you would recommend to anyone else? Um, uh, no, I have, I have not. Um, so I'm, I'm afraid that I, I, I can't recommend anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, don't apologize. Any courses at all that you took this year? Were, the, were there, I'm sorry? Any courses that you took at all this year? Um, no, not this year. Um, but I definitely hoped that I would love to get back into dance class next year. And so because I dance and in addition to singing and acting, so um, I would love to get back into dance class. Well, I take that back. Now, you know what? I have done like a few like YouTube bars, ballet bars and things like that. And, um, Sort of a few, but very, very informal. So that, I guess that's why they didn't come to me um, right off the top of my head. But um, so, yeah, I mean, there's great stuff on on YouTube in terms of like ballet bars and dance classes. And so I would, uh, off the top of my head, and forgive me, um, I can't remember uh, the names of uh, some of the channels and uh, some of the teachers well, that I looked at. Send it to me, and I'll put it on my YouTube channel so that okay. I can get the word out to anyone. Um, okay. So Art, I've got a very interesting question for you. Oh, Four boy. bad habits that you broke this year. Bad habits? Yes. Well, um, my birthday is at the end of March and I decided after about 30 odd years, 40 years, however long it's been, um, 
that I was going to quit smoking. And so around my birthday, I looked to see how many packs of cigarettes I had left. And I said, whenever I run out, I'm not going to buy anymore. And I went out on a preemptive uh, adventure and bought a, um, a vape thinking if I really needed a crutch, that would be it. So on April 1st of all days, hmm. I was completely out of cigarettes and I picked up the vape and I took a couple of puffs on it and I said, why am I doing this? This doesn't even feel like I'm smoking. And I put it down and, um, that's been almost nine months ago. Wow. So it was just completely cold turkey. So you don't even have to give three others. That was that one's good enough for me. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, Lon, the complete opposite. Four positive habits that you started this year. Habit. Uh, since 1983. So um, I wish I could say I did. By the way, has anybody else completely um, not able to hear? No, I think there's a delay because of where you're located. It may be. Oh, yeah, I'm clear out in Oregon. So this is the first time we ever got that internet. It just may be your connection. You know what might help if you log off and come back on? Sometimes that helps. Oh, okay, great. I will. Thank you. Yeah, it, uh, um, it, come back. Don't don't leave completely. Come back. Okay, thank you. And how do I do that? <laughs> uh, I'll take you. Okay, uh, so Deborah, I'll give you that question. Uh, uh, were there four positive habits that you started this year? Um, one of the things I started, I don't know if it's a good habit. Um, one of the, one of the things I started doing, um, not only to improve sleep, but everything else is I drink about, uh, just a, a little bit of, um, red wine or some type of wine before I go to bed. I never used to do that before. Um, but I do that now. So they claimed that's supposed to be good or helpful or therapeutic. I don't know. We'll see in the future, but anyway, um, and the other thing, I was a, um, there used to be a, a soft drink that was a tab that came out. Oh, in the, I remember the, tab. Right? And I was a tabaholic. And, uh, you know, part, part of it was because it was discontinued. But I've, um, be, you know, I've, I've consumed less um, of carbonated beverages or cola type beverages this year. So that's good. There, you know, there's a lot of sodium and other things in uh, those types of products. So um, that's certainly uh, one of the things. And as far as things I've given up, I've tried to, or changed, um, I've tried to procrastinate less. You know, I've kind of actively tried to, you know, make lists and uh, go through them and check them off and get them all done and um, that type of thing. So those are, those are some of the changes that I've, um, things that I'm uh, positive uh, behaviors that I've instituted. I can't think of. I'm sure I. There, I'm sure there's another one, but I can't. I can't remember what. But um, those are some of the things that uh, have changed uh, during the year. Well, I love soft drinks, but I gave them up completely, and I have not had a soft drink in a year and a half. Good for you. Yes. So I uh, and uh, that was a big change in my life. And I lost 60 pounds as a result. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it was uh, so. Uh, so, Stephen, uh, four people uh, besides Linda Carter, uh, <laughs> you started following this here, who added value to your life? Four people. Um, uh, well, my best friend from college, I didn't just start following him, but he deals a lot with um, queer theory and gender theory and oh, education. Wow. Uh, he's an educator, um, but he always has conversations. Uh, Roger Rose, and he always has conversations and articles sort of to open the mind and, and uh, be thought provoking and provoke discussion. 
promote discussion. So that's one person. Uh, who else have I been following? Uh, Hazel Scott. I don't know if you know Hazel oh, yes, Scott. Yes, yes. Uh, who I first knew from that incredible clip from the film where she's playing two pianos at once. And I'm, yes, yes. I'm reading uh, Karen Chilton's uh, biography of, of Hazel Scott. I'm trying to think who else I've followed besides Linda Carter. Um, Mickey Guyton, I've started to follow because Mickey I've, I've, I've worked with now, but Mickey's always been so positive and inclusive and broken ground uh, in the country world, mm -hmm. you know, an African-American country singer. Uh, who is Grammy nominated and Time Magazine's Breakout Artist of the Year, but she's so positive and so inclusive and uh, changing that world little by little. And I'm trying to think who else not started following. I mean, these are people I haven't started following, but I got obsessed with this year. Um, probably more and more so with Dolly Parton <laughs> because, oh. of, because of all she does for I'm goodness. I'm obsessed with Dolly. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's- Have you seen her in concert? I have not. It's one of my goals. It's one yes, of my goals. I, I went to see her in concert a few years ago. Oh, so uh, she gives uh, an incredible concert. And and the fact that she, you know, gave so much money towards the vaccine, and then yes. finally she did that video of her getting the vaccine, and she changed Jolene the vaccine. I mean, she's just <laughs> <laughs> yes. just incredible. Absolutely, she's just incredible. Um, so, uh, Lindsay, uh, this question is for you. Um, do you? listen to podcast and if so do you have any favorite podcasts that you've listened to this year um you know i'm about 95 years old in certain ways and i i'm terrible like i don't really listen to podcasts <laughs> so i'm i'm forgive me i i, no, I don't know that there are any that i can never recommend ask for forgiveness if that's what you want uh, just say i no, i don't and we'll leave right. it at that yes sir <laughs> Okay. Um, uh, Art Smith, uh, four books that you read this year that you highly recommend. Um, probably the my favorite book that I've read in the last year was because so much of my work involves research about gay bars and gay history and everything else. I've read tons of gay books, um, if books can have genders and mm -hmm. sexualities, but. Um, there's a book by an author out of Louisville, Kentucky named David Domine, and he wrote a book called A Dark Room in Glitterball City. Wow. And it's a it's based on a true story of two odd characters who buy this huge, incredible historic home in downtown in old Louisville, um, and brings in all kinds of strange characters and unravels a murder mystery that actually happened um, connected to the guys that that bought that big house. And it's, you learn a lot about old Louisville, learn a lot about the gay scene there. Um, it's a very well-written book. And it inspired me to buy the big disco ball up there wow. um, to remember the book by. Uh, any other books that you read that you recommend? Um, most of the other ones are, are more kind of technical books. There's a great book that just came out by a couple friends of mine in Chicago. Um, it's called um, Last Call Chicago. And they go through and catalog over a thousand, I think it's a thousand and one gay bars and venues from Chicago in the last 100 years. So they go back to 1921 or 22, and they list the names of the bars, show old ads if they can find them, photographs, uh, oral histories. They were both journalists in, in the Chicago gay scene for decades. And um, it was written by Rick Carlin and uh, St. Suki Delacroix. And um, it's a great book and a lot of history in there. So I really enjoyed that one as well. Um, just, and there's also a book called Last Call that I'm sure you've read, Richard, well, uh, or at least familiar uh, yeah. with. Uh, well, uh, as I told you, there's uh, I appeared on A&E's uh, special. Uh, a friend of mine, unfortunately, was a victim of the Last Call killer. So it wasn't, uh, that's a horrible thing. But I also want to recommend Robert Preston, Forever the Music Man. 
So everybody out there, you know, thank you, Wade. Um, so uh, Deborah, uh, your question is um, for YouTube videos that you watch this year that you recommend. Uh, wow. Most of the YouTube videos that I watched this year were um, all, of Robert, all of Robert Preston, <laughs> uh, past Tony Award productions and, um, you know, various clips. So those were the ones that, um, especially earlier this year, as I was preparing to release the book, um, uh, were like, you know, Tony Award presentations uh, of the, in the 70s and 80s. And, um, some of the old footage of um, that they have on YouTube of um, some of the uh, television shows like Carol Burnett specials and things of that mm -hmm. nature. So um, a lot of the research I did, what not a lot of it, but some, a lot, some of it was um, on YouTube um, looking at these various uh, programs to kind of get a sense of um, what Mr. Preston's performance was um, in some of these various shows. So um, YouTube I found was very valuable. And everyone check out my interview with Deborah Warren, a great video. <laughs> so uh, Stephen, uh, four things that you changed your mind about this year. Four things. Um, four things that I changed my mind about. Um, I think, I don't know if this has changed my mind but tried to change habit about. Because um, I know going back to you know, 2020, we were in this kind of deluge of inf information and news, and I I've learned sort of to, uh, I I've learned that you don't need to be on top of it at, at all times. You do need to research and follow through. So that not changed my mind, but changed habit about. Um, trying to think, wow, that's a tough question. Um, uh, a lot of a lot of this year has been finding out more about uh, topics or performers that have intrigued me, and sometimes it changes my mind just by knowing where they're coming from, or you know, getting another body of work. Um, wow, this is a hard question, Richard. This is hard. Um, change my mind about needing soft drinks, even if they're diet drinks. So that's something. Okay, that's good. Um, what is the last thing? I have to think about that. I don't, I don't know. Nothing yeah. comes no, you'll come back on the show and we'll talk about it another time. Um, Lindsay, uh, four mistakes or lessons, because they can go either way, that you made this year and what you learned about yourself from those. Uh, wow. That's a great question. Um, Oh man, <laughs> uh, I don't know. That might be one I, I might have to think about. <laughs> Could I have time? Could I have like a sure. few minutes? Raise your hand if it comes to you. Okay. Um, so Art, uh, four helpful uh, frameworks. And when I what I mean by that, different ways of looking at things that you learned this year. Well, obviously I learned that a lot of people are uncomfortable with or unfamiliar with how to use um, video conferencing technology. So you have to learn to be patient with them and kind of take baby steps and walk them through the process. Um, I don't know that I learned it this year, but it was reinforced that whenever you're researching any topic, um, historical or otherwise, a lot of what you discover is not necessarily facts, but opinions. Because what if I were to ask each of you what you thought of Marie's crisis, I would get a different answer. One would say it's a grand place. One would say it's a dump. One would say it was fun. Somebody else would say it was horrible. So you have to kind of weigh that out and, and present your information necessarily as factual, but as you know, anecdotal. Um, and, um, I was also reminded that, uh, it's that good things are worth waiting for 
so not to be so anxious and say, well, if you can't do it right now, I don't have time for it or I'm not interested because obviously if it's important enough, it's worth waiting a little bit longer. And uh, it just makes the, the final uh, event situation that, that much more valuable because you've put something into it. You've put the, you know, the time longing and waiting for it. And when you finally get it, you just don't take it for granted anymore. And um, the other thing I learned too is that magenta is definitely a good color and that apparently I'm somehow channeling Richard's mind because when I put this shirt on today, it has little magenta flamingos all over it. And I didn't even know this was coming. So we, and my Christmas tree had magenta uh, disco ball <laughs> ornaments on it. So one less. Huh? Yes. <laughs> I pulled a tarot card today and it was a pink flamingo, believe it or not. A magenta flamingo. But Deborah, All right, then. Uh, four accomplishments that you had this year that you're truly proud of and why? Um, I obviously I'd have to say the publication of you know my book, uh, the biography of Robert Preston, was a, a big um, milestone. Um, but then I think uh, in the aftermath uh, of my mother passing away, I think the milestones were things that I learned in terms of to make sure that you enjoy, that I enjoy every moment, you know, enjoy every moment, to be mindful and thankful of the people in my life and of my health, and also um, to meet every challenge that comes my way with um, enthusiasm and strength. So um, I think those are, that's what I, that would be my answer to that question. Great. I want to thank you all for being here today. I want to thank everybody for watching. And Lon, I'm sorry about the connectivity issues. Uh, if you're still watching, uh, you're welcome back here anytime. Uh, I'm going to say my closing remarks, and then I'm going to pick one of you to give your closing remarks, then you will pick the next person and so on and so on until one person is standing. Don't worry about how to end the show. As soon as you say goodbye, the last person, uh, I will end the show. Um, I wanna thank everybody for being here, not only today, uh, but throughout this year. Uh, once again, it's a cliche. We get to this point of the year and we go, I can't believe that another year has passed. Uh, but it has, and uh, I hope that whatever any of you are doing uh, as you uh, wrap up uh, your year, uh, that you're safe, and that we're all together again this time next year. Uh, on Christmas Eve, uh, our plans uh, went a little awry uh, because my husband's cousin's husband uh, ended up with COVID. Mm. So... Uh, but I reached out to two friends and we had a very intimate, uh, quiet Christmas uh, Eve, uh, Christmas uh, night dinner. That was very nice, uh, just the four of us. And as we sat down for our dinner, uh, we took time to pause and think about all the people that were stranded all over this country. Uh, Danny, my husband, uh, his brother and uh, sister-in-law, uh, live in Buffalo. They were stuck in their home for a week. Uh, so many people lost their lives. Uh, their families were upended. Uh, I think there are so many things that we take for granted day after day after day. Uh, and we need to really pause and realize that the things that we get so upset about and the things that we get bent out of shape about and the things that we worry about and the things that uh, we have no control over uh, are just those things that we have no control over. Let's enjoy each other. Let's celebrate each other. That's what this show is about. It's about celebrating each other and what we can bring to the table. Uh, I was talking to someone today and I said, um, all I can bring do is do the best job I can. I have no control over whether people will show up or not, 
whether they will tell their friends, whether they will leave comments, hit the like button, comment, share, whatever. It's all about bringing your best self to the table, all of us. Whether you show up here and beyond, let's all commit to bringing our best selves to the table in 2023. If we all do that, it's gonna be an amazing year for everybody. When you are in line and you're frustrated because the checkout person is going a little slower than you would like for them to go, just think about what kind of morning they're probably having or something. Just be patient as we go throughout the new year. Uh, I always end my shows, and I'm going to, today's no exception, by telling everyone to go out and do something nice for somebody else without expecting anything in return. Take a moment and think about someone that you haven't spoken to in a while and reach out with a phone call. Not an email message, not a text message, not a private inbox message, a phone call. And let that person know how they matter in your life. I have a dear friend and he always says, we're all in this together, but we're not in the same boat. Uh, and someone sent me a meme and it says, we're all in the same storm, but we're in different size boats. Some are in yachts, some are in tugboats, pushing everyone upstream. Uh, some are in canoes, some are in kayaks. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, I always say, no matter what size boat you're in, just remember one thing. Make sure you have a skipper by your side. Now, as I leave, I want to just remember, I, I want to remind everyone that throughout uh, January, all of my shows are celebrating authors and their books. So all of you out there, if you've read a great book, or if you have a favorite author, or anyone that you have a friend who is a writer, and you would like them celebrated on this show, please, please, please let me know, and I will do my best to get them celebrated on this show. On that note, I'm going to step out, and I'm going to uh, turn it over to you, Art. And when you finish, you will pick the next person. And happy new year. And I can't wait to see all that you will bring to the table this year. Art Smith, it's all yours. Well, as we're getting ready to go into the new year, you know, I just want to say what, what Richard was just saying. One thing that has repeatedly come up to me over the year is um, there used to be a book, and it's probably about 30, 40 years ago, that was called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And in fine print, the subtitle was, and it's all small stuff. And just try to remember that, you know, if you're having a bad day, if you wrecked your car, you lost your wallet, your phone crashed, whatever it is, if, if it's not going to be the cause of you, you know, dying in the next six hours or something really tragic is going to come of it, don't sweat it. Just try to let it roll off your back, you know, have a have a smile on your face and be glad that that was the worst thing that happened that day instead of you know getting all twisted out of shape um and let's try to make 2023 just a really good year by having that attitude when we encounter these problems and next up is steven well um what i wish for everybody and um that they step out of their comfort zone to stay curious and um, as we were talking, one thing that hit me is for about the last five years, I've worked with uh, The Witness Project uh, with UJA Long Island, working with Holocaust survivors and high school students, bringing them together in, in community first. And then so the students can be witnesses to the stories and, and tell them. And one man who passed away this year, Werner, Werner uh, Reich, had a great uh, perspective on everything, which is one man can look at the mud one man can look at the sky and the person who looks at the sky will always find a way to keep hope in life. Now, that being said, I think looking at the sky is something very important so that we don't, uh, I mean, they're very resilient, extraordinary people reminding us of what family and heritage and pride are. But I think everyone can take away from that looking at the sky with hope. Um, yeah, so that's what I would wish for people in the new year and let's see i pass this on to 
let's see. We've all lost our names. I feel so bad. Can you, uh, Deborah? Okay. Um, I guess my wish for be for everybody to stay positive as we move forward um, in the new year. To worry less. To count our blessings. Um, even even in the darkest days, there's always even the tiniest thing um, to feel positive about or to feel that's a, a blessing. Um, I think it's important that we enjoy every moment um, the best that we can. And uh, life is full of lessons. I'm sure that the new year will be um, full of various lessons and various um, levels of our lives. And I think we each need to learn what those lessons are and embrace them um, and uh, incorporate them into our lives. And with that, I'd like to just wish all of you um, all the health and happiness um, for the coming year and hope that uh, 2023 is great. And I'll pass that over to Lindsay. And stunning things. Um, oh, okay. My mic was muted. Okay. Um, uh, everybody has said really beautiful and stunning things. And um, I, uh, I guess I just basically echo what everyone has said. Um, I, it's, love, I guess, for me, um, self-love, self-care, love for others, care for others, and um, being present, being present for yourself, for others, being able to, um, the idea of being able to um, provide empathy for others if you can, um, when you can, and um, trusting that uh, that there will sort of be a chain, a chain um, happening of that, um, and that that will ultimately, it sounds like a cliche, <laughs> but lead um, to just more peace and harmony for everyone. Um, and uh, just wish everyone much love and peace and happiness.